Good morning. Taking it old school today. I like that. So taking it old school today. I like that. Took me back. A um, couple things. Uh, we, for those of you that, uh, for the guys that went with us last Monday night, you already know this, but uh, if you are interested in jumping on the uh, the train of trying to help uh, with a little construction project that we have uh, for uh, the Hope Center uh, Sober Living House. Uh, we will be going back tomorrow night, uh, 6.30. Come see me after the service. Maybe give me, uh, write your name and number on a piece of paper where I can text you, and I'll add you to a text thread we have going. Uh, I, I, let me say this. I a lot of, lot of time, a lot of stuff. Gotten to experience a lot of stuff uh, in ministry over the years. Last Monday night, I was more excited last Monday night than I was last Easter Sunday uh, over what God is doing and uh, what He's going to do in using so many different guys to do so many different things. Um, it's it's something special. I'll just tell you. And so, uh, you know, and, and even even if you just say, well, hey, I, you know, I'll be I'll be glad to go and hold something for somebody. I'm not a I'm not a builder or something like that's fine. I don't I don't care. Uh, we we just be glad to have you there and love for you to uh, to know more about the ministry that's happening there that we hope to come alongside of uh, and are coming alongside of, and uh, we're hoping they can come alongside of us uh, in helping us uh, with helping with uh, folks uh, recovering from addiction. Uh, and so, yeah, just uh, just a really, really awesome opportunity. Uh, but tomorrow night we'll be meeting up again out there at 6.30. That's basically over in Coopertown area, I guess what that would be called. It's like right between Jolton and Springfield on the highway. Uh, but um, anyway, good, good, good stuff. Uh, also just wanted to make mention, uh, you know, I know we've had our big give and we've been doing all this stuff. We've been talking about, you know, trying to work our way up to doing some things or whatever. And one of those things being the sound system uh, and some technology stuff in here. Uh, we are pulling the trigger on it. So thank you to you guys for your faithfulness. We are finally, after 16 years, <laughs> going to buy a legitimate sound system of our own. So uh, anyway, we're pretty excited about that. So yeah. Uh, all right, let's jump into this. If you've got a Bible, go ahead and get it out. Let's, uh, let's go uh, together. Uh, and look at, uh, look at the scriptures together uh, in uh, the book of Acts. If you don't have a Bible, our ushers will be glad to bring you one. Uh, just throw your hand up there and let them know that you need one. If you don't own one, uh, we'd love for you to keep that one and consider it a gift. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, don't make them walk the aisle for nothing. Just, get, just hold your hand up out of pity. You know, just get a Bible from them, okay? Uh, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, going to the book of Acts and, uh, you know, kind of have a, kind of have like a week between. We're going to start a new series there before long. Uh, Hope Sunday is next Sunday. You will not want to miss next Sunday. Uh, very special Sunday. Uh, and then, uh, we'll be starting a new series after that or whatever. Kind of had an off week and was been, you know, honestly, just kind of, sometimes with the off week thing, it's more of a struggle for me to like figure out, okay, what am I going to teach on? And generally speaking, what I do is I just spend time praying and saying, God, what do you want for our church? What do you... What do you want to say to us right now? What, what in the scriptures is, is important to us right now that you want us uh, to have and to know and to think on and pray about and all those things? And, uh, you know, I've been doing that. I've been praying, you know, God, what do you, want us, what do you want us to do? What do you want me to teach on? You know, all this kind of stuff. Uh, and you can get real in your head as a pastor about that, and you can spend all week doing that or whatever, and I kind of did that this week. Uh, and then finally, toward the end of the week, I, you know, I'd, I'd had this thought, 
uh, after last week uh, that I don't think that I've ever preached a post Easter. I don't think I've ever preached a post Easter message that kind of flows out of Easter and tells the some a little bit of the aftermath of what happens. Um, and so I just started reading through the book of Acts and, and just praying about you know what what we see. God doing there in the beginning of the early church and even before there was an early church to some degree uh, and, and just reading through that and, and just, man, I was just overwhelmed uh, with God's goodness and just, you know, seeing what I think is probably good for us today. Uh, and so today we're studying uh, on Acts chapter 1, verse 1 through 11. Um, and this is, this is this passage that, uh, you know, to kind of give you a little back, background here, you know, you've got Luke um, who wrote this, uh, and of course he also wrote the book of Luke, uh, and some even say, you know, maybe they were really just one piece together, I don't know about that, but, uh, you know, e- either way, he ref- I think they're two separate pieces, and I think we see that with how they're written, uh, but he refers to uh, the other letter, you know, in the beginning of this, uh, being the book of Luke that we have, the gospel of Luke, uh, and, and there's some similarities even in how he starts off and some of those kinds of things. We'll see that in just a minute. Uh, but at the end of the day, he's, he's, they complement each other, and he talks about that, and he's going to talk about that here in just a second. Um, and, uh, you know, I think one of the things that's happening here is he wants us to see this picture, and he talks about this, of that the book of Luke, the gospel of Luke that he wrote, uh, was written about the ministry of Jesus and what we saw Jesus himself do, and then the uh, book of Acts, of course, is known as the Acts of the Apostles, uh, but really truthfully is us seeing uh, him writing uh, the aftermath of what happened from Jesus' ministry and how Jesus is continuing to work even though he's going back to be with the Father. Uh, and so uh, there's some, he, he, one of the things he's doing here is helping us to see that there's a little preparation that Jesus is doing before he goes back to be with the Father, and then he goes back to be with the Father. We're going to get to see all of that today. Uh, let's look at it. Acts 1, verse 1, and it says this. It says, in the first book, he's referring back to the book of Luke, hence why I don't think they're one thing. Uh, it says, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach. And, and by the way, Theophilus right here, it's, a, you know, it's obviously like a, a, a name that is given. The truth is, though, we don't know if this is a name that is given uh, of, and, and it's an odd thing, but it's, it's kind of a highly debated deal amongst scholars or whatever, of, you know, is this a specific person or is this a, in general, name given uh, to people uh, in, in like a symbolic way as anyone who might ever read this as a seeker looking for the truth, uh, which is interesting, and I don't have a dog in that hunt, uh, but basically we don't know if there's an actual person, but both books start with him referring to addressing Theophilus. He's like, oh, Theophilus, you know, kind of a thing. And, and it's, you know, and either way, we'll take it. Uh, and we're going to go with it. We'll start again. It says, in the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up, after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit 
to the apostles whom he had chosen, he presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. This quite a, quite a, this is really important stuff, I think, for us and uh, in, in our faith and just an understanding even a little bit about uh, you know, the after the resurrection and all that sort of stuff. And by the way, uh, Luke is the king of using the word resurrection. He uses it more than anybody else in Scripture. Uh, he uses it uh, uh, actually more times in the book of Acts uh, than it's used anywhere else. And second, right behind it, is the book of Luke. Um, but here in this passage, uh, Luke is, is, is kind of giving this, like, here's what happened after the resurrection, and he even talks about uh, how Jesus, you know, the, the proofs of Jesus coming and showing himself, and basically Jesus did that to strengthen their faith, that they would believe that he did not just die, but he rose again, and that after rising again, he spent some time there, and Luke actually gives us uh, that, he, that he spent 40 days which, of course, is like this great biblical number that we see 40 days this, 40 days this, 40 days in the desert. You know, Jesus is tempted. We got, you know, 40 days and 40 nights of rain. We got, you know, uh, there's, you know, it's 40, 40, 40 all the place. Uh, ESPN, you know, took it from the Bible, I think. Um, that was 30 for 30, isn't it? I got that wrong. Sorry. <laughs> I really thought I did something good, like on the fly, and I was like, wait a minute, that's wrong. Eh. <laughs> But what we have here is we have Luke giving us these pieces. And in verse 2, I want you to look at that. It says, until the day when he was taken up after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen, then he presented himself to be alive to them after his suffering by many proofs appearing to them 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. This is, this, is, uh, this is really cool stuff because uh, Luke is setting the stage for us to see something that is happening and something that's about to happen, which is that there's going to be the completion of a promise. There's going to be a completion of a promise that God has been making all along that Jesus would do something and then following that there would be something else that would happen. And we're leading up to that. We see that Jesus gives commands through the Holy Spirit. Jesus gives commands through the Holy Spirit. I think that the church at large, a lot of times, and we're, we're guilty of it as, as anybody, the church at times is guilty of not addressing and recognizing the work of the Holy Spirit enough. And, it's, you know, and that's not a... I'm not trying to, you know, slay anybody with that statement or anything. It was just, it's just a statement. I think, I think it's important for us to recognize that God is constantly at work and, and much of the time through the work of the Holy Spirit doing things in our lives, in our churches, in our midst, in our hearts, all of the above. And here we see Jesus giving commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles through whom he had chosen. I don't know if you have ever had God like really just pr press in on you something like, like you just, you knew it was God's leading. You knew that in that moment like you got, you got the tinglies. like right now you might even be getting the tinglies just thinking about it. You know, in those moments in life when God like speaks to us, even if it's, even if it's just as simple as like, 
you need to help that person right now and forget that you've got 50 things to do today, you know? And in those moments, that's God speaking to us through the Holy Spirit. And, and through the Holy Spirit, God presses upon us the things that He's calling us to do and that He's leading us to do. He presented Himself alive to them after his suffering with many proofs. In other words, seeing them, talking with them over and over again, again, the whole 40 days, and speaking about the kingdom of God. You know, I think some of this is interesting. Uh, I saw this quote this week uh, after Easter by Tim Keller, uh, and, and I love this quote because uh, I, think it's, I think it's, you know, it, it's, it's good for us to think about things like this. Like, you get into conversations of like, you know, how do we know that Jesus really did die? How do we know that Jesus rose from the dead and all these kinds of things? How can we just trust in that? I want you to think about like how skeptical we can be about something, you know, you know, that happened that long ago. But think about being a skeptic at that time. And think about being one of those people who were around Jesus, who saw Jesus, one of the disciples or whatever. Here's the quote from Tim Keller. It says this. It says, the early Christians did not believe because they wanted to believe. They didn't believe just because it was an inspiring story. They believed because the evidence was so overwhelming, they were forced to believe in spite of everything they actually thought. And I, and I think that's, you know, I think that's, I think that's good for us to be reminded today. Like, I mean, doubting Thomas, you know, that, that how, many, how many times, and we just read it last week even on Easter, how many times do we see that even the disciples themselves who've been with Jesus would find themselves doubting, and then what? Then Jesus would do something else, show up again, uh, you, know, you know, do a miracle, whatever it would be. And, and at the end of the day, they would believe. And they would follow. And folks, they didn't, just, they didn't just follow. They didn't just go to church on Sunday, okay? They gave their lives to the ministry of Jesus. They literally, many of them, gave their life to the ministry of Jesus. Are you telling me that you think that the, that the disciples would think that it was a hoax, but yet would be willing to die for the gospel? No. No chance. No chance. Not, not any way possible could that be true. And I think it's just good for us to be reminded today of the truth of the gospel. Verse 4, it goes on, it says, And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. To wait for the promise of of the Father, and said, which he said, you heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. If you have children, one of the joys in life is making them wait on things. One of my children's in here. I love making my children wait on things. We get in the van and, and we're going out together as a family. You want to know what the first question is? Where are we going? Don't know. Don't know. And a lot of times the truth is, is at the beginning of that journey, we don't know. Okay? 
just 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 being honest like we we don't know like we we're getting clo- we're getting closer to the interstate and we're like we we going we going north we're going south which way are we going we're going to you know Nashville we're going to Clarksville we're going to going to the gate we're going to Kentucky where are we going you know and uh, and at the end at the end of the day you know then eventually we we start to formulate a plan and sometimes it starts with the direction we're just like well let's just go this way and and you know but, but it's so great getting to make them wait. I don't know what it is about that. Jesus, Jesus has been making, the Lord has been making everybody wait on this promise to come true. This promise that he begins to describe in verse 5. He says, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Not many days from now. I can, I can imagine have been one of the disciples to have heard Jesus say that. To have been hearing and understanding that there's some promise coming. That there's something that's going to happen. And then all of a sudden Jesus has finally let the cat out of the bag. That it's going to be many days from now. You know, that all these people in history before then had not experienced what they are about to experience. They probably didn't even fully realize, I'm sure they didn't, I wouldn't have, uh, what was coming at them. And then here it comes in verse 6, and it says, So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Now this just shows you the disciples, and we love them. You know, and Lord loves them. We know that too, uh, but it just shows. It shows. It's really a reflection on us because this is the way we think. They're still in the mindset that that God is going to like do something for their kingdom on earth. You know, that their little Israel kingdom, that God's people kingdom. You know, kind of thing that that he. You know, they're they're waiting for him to still make them you know, political giants and no one will be able to stand against them and all these things and the Romans will come and it won't matter and, you know, they'll have all their weapons and we'll still take them down and all that stuff because Jesus came and he died and he rose again so that we would be powerful. He came, he died, he rose again that he would be powerful. And be powerful through us. And here it comes in verse 7. He said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by His own authority. There's that, we don't know where we're going. Well, God knows where He's going, you know, thing right there. It is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by His own authority. Verse 8, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be My witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And still, I think in this moment, they're still in this mindset of, oh wow, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna have the power to really take over and do what we want, and we're gonna crush all those enemies and all that kind of stuff. And the truth is, is he says, I'm gonna give you power for what? I'm gonna give you power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses. He doesn't say. And you're going to be the baddest army around. 
You're going to be my witnesses. I'm going to give you power to be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And throwing Samaria in there, by the way, definitely levels the playing field that every ethnicity, basically everybody on earth, if there was any doubt, that the Lord loves them all. And we do too. And in verse 9 he says, And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, imagine the sight of that, behold, two men stood by them in white robes. Always some dudes coming in some robes, right? If, listen, if any of you ever walk up to me on the street in a white robe, I might run. Okay, you know. Thank you, Brandon. And, verse 11, And said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Folks, he's coming back. He's coming back. All this stuff that we're worried about right now, Guess what? He's coming back. Guess what? In the end, we win. Got to go with some friends this week, eat lunch. They were betting on the Masters. I won't name any names. Some of them are in here. But they were, just, they were betting lunch. Who's going to buy lunch? Whatever, you know. And, and, it's, and it was funny because, you know, they're, they're picking out. They're, they're asking me if I want in. I'm like, I don't want in. I don't even know who's playing in the Masters. I started to say Tiger, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. He had a wreck. So that, that, he's not, I don't think he's playing right now. And, and so, uh, but, you know, they should let Michael Jordan play. I bet he'd beat them all. Um, but uh, <laughs> he'd be betting on it, too. I can't stop. Uh, but so... <laughs> So they're, they're doing this, you know, and, and then, funny enough, I was over at somebody's house a couple days ago when they had the TV on, and it was showing who was in the Masters, and it was showing who they're already sending home. And, and the guy, and I, again, I won't name him, but the guy who picked the, the one that got the first pick, the first pick was at the top of the list of people going home. And I thought, man, he's on his way to buying lunch right there. I think that... We forget that we know we win. He wins. How great is that? What a, what a weight lifted off of us that is. That in these moments of trouble and suffering and all these things that we endure, at the end of the day, we know that God has a plan and in the end, He wins. They likely thought this power was for them to use as they would. You know, I've got uh, one of my many collections that I have in life is tools. I have a tool collection. I have four tool boxes. Uh, we use them to work out of all the time. Uh, they are, I have a ridiculous amount of tools, so let's just put it that way. For a long period of time in my life, I would walk up to yard sales. I told somebody this last week. I met a guy last week has been coming. He's a snap-on man. It's not good for me to meet him. Um, I told him that too. And so, uh, but anyway, I told him, I said, you know, for a long time, I'd walk up to yard sales and I would see 
tools on tables. See, whole tables, two, three tables full of tools. And I'd walk up and I'd go, how much for the tools? And they'd say, which one? And I'd say, all of them. You know? And so uh, tools are one of those things. And, you know, tools are important if you really need them. And they create the ability to do something that you can't do with just your bare hands. You know, nut drivers, we use nut drivers all the time. They're great for the little stuff, you know. But when you need a little more power, you go to like an actual wrench, you know, on something, you know. And, and you got, you've got a little, more, uh, a little more leverage and that kind of thing. And then, you know, if you, if you, you know, want to start getting crazy, well, then you got, you know, stuff like, like this. This is, a, this, is a, this is a little bitty socket wrench. you ever seen one of these? like a thumb. You know, and there's sometimes it's just a little spot. You just need something like that to get in there on. And, and so we've got, we've got that guy. And then we've got, uh, then we've got the little, we've got the little, uh, little entry level, you know, socket wrench here. You know, we've got, we got to love that guy. And, uh, you know, we've got one a little bit bigger than that. By the way, I think I have like five of every one of these if you need to borrow one. Actually, I won't loan it to you because they never come back. That's what I have learned. Um, <laughs> And then, and then you got the, you got the medium size, you know, socket wrench, you know, and that, that's that's good there too. And and then I remember, I remember when I bought this guy. I was I was in high school when I started buying tools, and uh, and you know, I bought this guy back then. And man, I have used this thing so much. Honestly, it needs to be taken apart and cleaned, and actually probably have the innards replaced or whatever. But uh, that's 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 a good one for like really getting on it. And and then I remember I remember the day I bought this one. I bought this one with a friend of mine who got who just got married. We were like 19 years old, and he just got married. And he looked at me and he said, "I can't believe you're buying this." And it was a set. This was part of a set. He said, I can't be. "He said when you're married, you won't buy stuff like this anymore." That's not true. That's not true. But this guy, this guy right here. This is a bad boy. And, and I, I, remember, I remember, I learned a long time ago, if you have a need for a tool, then you go buy it, you don't borrow it. And so I went, and of course I was 19 years old and working 10 jobs and going to college or whatever I was doing, and, and I had money, and so I went and I bought this set with the sockets, and the, some of the sockets are big old things, and they're meant for working on like the front end, and I needed this to work on the front end of a Bronco that I had back then, old yellow Bronco, if you remember that one. And then you've got... This Mac Daddy, the torque wrench. Now, th this, is, this is interesting because you set how many foot-pounds or inch-pounds of torque you want here, right there. And then, and then when you get it to that spot, it'll click, and you know it's there. This is, this is what you need for working on motors and that kind of thing. So, you know, we've, got, we've, we've come a long way from being able to do, you know, this to that. And, and, I, and I, think, I think this is a pretty good representation sometimes of, you know, what we look at in our lives of, like, the power that we have to uh, in, uh, create change around us and in the lives of other people. But I think the truth is, is that we, we completely leave out the Lord. And oftentimes, we don't mean to. But we're not seeking the Holy Spirit to lead us through life. And we need God to lead us through life. And when God leads us through life, it, th this stuff is fine. But when God leads us through life, we have stuff like this. Impact. 
this, this, listen, I, I'm, I'm jealous of this because I have impacts, but they are all pneumatic, where they have to be hooked up to an air compressor. This is obviously a cordless impact where you could, I could literally go outside while y'all are singing the last song of the service and you not know I left and I go out there and take all the wheels off your car, you know, and I don't have to have any extension cords or nothing, but that's, that's, that's the big boy right there. I think we miss on the power of God by not seeking God. We miss on the power of God by not seeking God and asking Him to lead us and to speak into our lives. You see, Jesus here in this statement of it is not for you to know the time or seasons of the things the Father has fixed upon His own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. He's saying to them, you trust me. Trust in me. Trust in me that I will give you the Holy Spirit and He will lead you with power. Not our power. Talking about God's power. In fact, the Greek word right in there, dynamis, is the word used in this passage for power that we see used many times describing the Spirit's working as the gospel is going out. And I think that what we, we love, we love powerful things. Let's, I mean, any, any, especially us dudes, we love, oh yeah, horsepower, rah, 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 you know. And, and, and we, we love, we love the thought of like the most power, what the most powerful, what's the fastest, what's the, you know, whatever thing that we can get our hands on. And at the end of the day, usually we want that for our own sake. And God is saying, I want to give you this kind of power to go out into the world To be my witnesses that people will know about me. And that's the thing that we're the most scared of. And we're like, oh man, I gotta, you mean I gotta like share Jesus with somebody? I don't know. And we're over here, we're like, oh well, uh, let me tell you about, uh, well, I go to to church every once in a while if you wanna go to church with me. All right, that's it, that's fine, we'll catch you later. Instead of, like, God, will you lead me? Will you speak into my heart? Will you go before me and speak into the life of this person that doesn't know you, has never trusted in you, and will you give me your power to share the gospel into their life and what you have done in mine? It's life-changing. And here's Jesus with literally the last thing that he gives us before he goes back to be with the Father. And it's not, it's not for a better you or a better me. <laughs> God loves us. But the truth is, is that the mission that he's given us in this life is that others would know him because they know us. Let me throw this at you. Things that the Holy Spirit helps you with. I have this long list. Can't share it. Don't have time. Things that the Holy Spirit helps us with. Power over sin. Power over Satan and demonic forces. Gifts for doing ministry. I've, I've got a list right here of 50 things. They're on, you Google them. I just Googled that and printed it off, okay? I didn't make that myself. You know, of, of things that the Holy Spirit helps us with. We are missing out on that in our lives if we are not seeking the Lord and asking Him to speak through to us and through us to do the work that He's called us to do. 
What the church needs the most right now is to be led by the Spirit. He's given us the tools. And I think, unfortunately, we're still trying to use our own. Romans 8.14 says this. It says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fear, to fall back into fear, but to have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with Him in order that we may also be glorified with Him. The Spirit wants to lead us. The Lord wants to lead us. The Spirit is also God. Okay? God wants to speak to us, convict us, lead us, but we have got to listen. Romans 10.14 says this, How then will they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in Him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? They have to hear the gospel. They have to hear Jesus loves you. He died for you. You're a sinner, but guess what? He paid the penalty for your, for your sin that if you believe in Him, that you too can be saved. Someone has to be the witness. Someone has to tell them, me, you, us, yes. Let us go knowing the Spirit goes before us. That He can conquer all. That He will lead us. That He will protect us. What are the names of the people in your life that God has laid on your heart to take Jesus to? What are their names? Maybe it's just one. Maybe one just comes to mind right now. Tell you what we're going to do right now. We're going to pray right now for those people. Right now we're going to pray, and I want you to pray for them by name. And I want you, uh, if you dare, it doesn't matter what I want you to do. If, if, you're, if you're listening to the Lord right now and you're feeling led to do this, pray and ask that God might lead you and go before you in that situation to speak to their hearts and lead you by the Holy Spirit to have the right words to say to love them well and lead them to Jesus. Pray over the meals that you will eat with them, the conversations you're going to have right now. Let's pray. We've been promised promised power through the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. God, thank you, Lord, for your love, for your care for us. God, I pray that you would help us to be the people that you've called us to be. God, we need your leading. We need your guidance. Lord, we're not going to get it anywhere else. And God, we know that on our own, we're going to mess it up. God, help us. Help us to rely on You. Help us to rely on the leading of the Holy Spirit. God, to be the people that we've been called to be. To be the friends that we've been called to be. To be the parents we've been called to be. To be the students we've been called to be. Whatever it is, God, Lord, lead us to be those people. God, I pray right now for the people that are on our hearts, that You have put on our hearts, that You have put in our lives that don't know You. God, we give you right now their names, and God, we ask, 
Lord, that you would go before us and that you would speak to their hearts, that you would cultivate the soil, that you would give us gospel opportunities to have gospel conversations. Lord, thank you for all you've done for us, but especially for sending your son Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen.